Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Ever snore so loud it registered as an earthquake or you woke up with a throat as dry as the Sahara Desert and a headache that could stop a locomotive? Well, I've had all of these because I have sleep apnea. Hi, I'm Scott Mitchell. Yep, I wear a machine plugged into a wall attached to a hose every night. Sound Sleep Medical changed all of this for me, and they can do that for you. They specialize in providing oral appliance therapy for individuals suffering from sleep disorders. In many cases, oral appliances have proven to be as effective as CPAP machines in treating sleep apnea. The lack of sleep is a serious health risk and has been linked to heart disease, stroke, diabetes, and even depression. The oral appliance I got from Sound Sleep Medical has freed me from a hose. I can go anywhere, and I've never slept better. Call Sound Sleep Medical today. Seriously, for a limited time, the first 25 people that call get a free consultation worth 200 bucks. Call 801-783-5451. It's 801-783-5451. Hello, I'm Jim Bennett. And I'm Jamie Bennett. And this is Dinner Table Politics, and you have not met Jamie Bennett before. Jamie, hello. Hello. And welcome to Dinner Table Politics. Thank you for having me. I'm sure. So just so the listeners know why you are pinch-hitting here, uh, Abigail is graduating from BYU on Thursday. Correct. And is deep, knee-deep in preparation for that, and Eliza is actually up in Port Angeles, Washington. Correct, with our grandparents. With your grandparents. And so uh, we are. We brought in Jamie. He is our youngest. He is, can you tell him how old you are, what grade you're in, all that kind of stuff? I am 13. I am in eighth grade. It's my final year in middle school. Your final year in middle school, where you are the most politically savvy middle schooler who has ever walked the earth, correct? Definitely. Definitely, he's making I'm he's he's making strange faces at me on that. <laughs> Jamie is also the only one of our children with curly hair. I don't know where that comes from, but it's pretty cool. Are you? That impressed? is true. You can't just nod, Jamie. You have to speak because they can't they can't see you. That's how this works. Oh, okay, <laughs> okay. So this is good. No, in talking to Jamie, so Jamie Jamie has all of the interests that I do not have. For instance, I couldn't care less about sports. I love sports. Jamie loves sports. I can ask Jamie any sports question, and he has the answer at the tip of his tongue. Football and basketball, that's it. Football and basketball. Baseball, not a big fan. I hate baseball. You hate baseball? It's super boring. All right, well. So tell me who the starting lineup of was of the Cleveland Cavaliers in... 
2006. Okay, so Mo Williams, LeBron James, Anderson Varejao, maybe? Uh, I can remember those three. I've heard of LeBron James. Well, you should hear about him. He's like the... He's the second best NBA player of all time. Oh. MJ's better. Who's better? MJ. Oh, Michael Jordan. Yeah. I've heard of him, too. Correct. But none of them can hold a candle to Carl Malone and John Stockton, right? You have to speak. You can't just give me dirty looks. What? I didn't give you a dirty look. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, we need to talk politics, but I want to exploit your sports knowledge okay. as we get into this. This is okay. not a sports podcast. If it were... People should run screaming into the night because I know absolutely nothing about sports. <laughs> I want to see you talk about sports for like an hour. Well, we're going to bring you in to discuss some political sports crossover, which should be exciting. So like Trump sports? Yes. Uh-huh. A little bit of Trump sports. Nice. Um, but I want to talk uh, – the, the thing that is buzzing all over the place is whether or not Donald Trump ought to be impeached. Okay. And – since you don't necessarily follow this very closely, or at all. I, I know that Trump's our president, and people don't <laughs> like him. <laughs> Do you like him? Uh, I could care less. I don't think he's a smart human being, but well, I don't, don't think... You know, he's... you have a political past that about which you may not even be aware. I have two senators in my past. I know well, that. Well, right, but when, when your grandfather was running for the Senate in 2010... We put together a flyer, and we needed we needed was some I kind of inspiring the... picture of a child. Was I on the flyer? You were the cover of the flyer. Nice. Yes. I'm famous. You are famous. You were mailed out to every Republican delegate in the state of Utah. So they've all seen your face from, you know, nine years ago. So when I was, like, a toddler. When you were, well, nine, you were 13, so you were about four. Yeah, that's yep. a toddler. Yeah, I guess he's, I guess. Do you remember that campaign at all? No, I actually don't. You don't have any memory? Do you have any memory of your grandfather as a senator? I, no, I don't really remember that. I remember we went to the Capitol after he lost. Right. I remember that. Remember climbing the Capitol Dome? Yeah, that's kind of the only thing I remember. That's one of the few things that only children and grandchildren of elected officials are allowed to do. That's cool. It's to climb the actual Capitol Dome. You wander around in the inside. It's very dusty up there. It was cool. It was very cool. You get the best view of D.C. because D.C., did you know this? That they all have to be smaller than those four buildings? Than those two buildings. Two? The Capitol and the Monument uh, Washington for Washington. Monument. Yeah, you can see both the Capitol and the Washington Monument from anywhere in the district. I think the height limit is 14 stories. It's either 14 stories or 16 stories. There was one other building that had violated that, and that was the old post office. And it's since been turned into a Trump hotel. So, nice. Yeah, good stuff. That was very, very loud, by the way. <laughs> so, well, uh, so you haven't followed any of this. You don't know whether or not it's appropriate for Donald Trump to be impeached. Well, has he done anything, like, super illegal? Well, that's a good question, and that's the big fight. Uh, when the Mueller report came out, he claimed complete exoneration. Do you even know what exoneration means? I think so. What does it mean? Come on, define it quickly. You're on the spot. <laughs> oh, exoneration is... Exoneration? That isn't a word. Okay, never mind. Just explain <laughs> it to me. Well, he, he, he essentially was saying that he wasn't guilty of anything, that he'd been okay. completely cleared of doing anything wrong. Okay. And that wasn't really the case. Uh, it's essentially the case with regard to collusion. 
right? The investigation was about whether or not Donald Trump was a foreign agent, whether or not Donald Trump... Foreign agent? Are we going into, like, Mission Impossible right kinda. now? Very good. Very good. Yes, a foreign agent. Essentially, that, that Russia controlled him. I mean, there was, there was some evidence that there was this, this secret dossier <laughs> of information, of compromising information that had Donald Trump having people pee on beds... Pee on bed. <laughs> Have you not heard about that? No. The PP tape? No, well, I don't want need to get into that. <laughs> but uh, the idea was that Donald Trump was working with Russia to undermine the election in 2016. There is- well, I heard that people thought, I've heard that people think Russia, like, tapped the election so trump won i've heard how that do you before. tap an election i don't what know mean? like they rig the rig the election okay all right tapping means listening to yeah it. well russia listens to the election yeah <laughs> i listened to the election too from my room when you watched it oh well no, you did. actually i watched the election returns in 2016 up at grandma's house without you you weren't anywhere near me then why did i hear it Oh, probably somebody here was watching it. Yeah. Anyway, the point being, uh, <laughs> there really is no evidence that that happened. But the other thing that was being investigated was whether or not Trump obstructed justice. In other words, whether he illegally interfered with the investigation. And the more like Nixon, like Nixon, that's essentially what got, what kicked Nixon out of office. And people are making the argument, and I think in some ways it's a justifiable argument. That what Trump did is every bit as bad as what Nixon did, if not worse. The difference, one of the interesting differences is, there's an article in the Washington Post today that talks about how Trump is too incompetent to be Richard Nixon. Well, for instance, Richard Nixon got into trouble because he fired the prosecutor who was investigating him in what they called the Saturday Night Massacre. Well, Trump told his aides to fire Robert Mueller, the guy who was investigating him, and his aides just didn't do it. They wouldn't do it. Trump continually tells his aides to do things that are illegal, and his aides go, "Ah, uh, no thanks," and they don't do it. Don't th- that's making noise. Don't don't do that. Anyway, what, what, why were you doing that? Because it was fun. <laughs> All right, I, I'm dealing with a very easily distracted 13 year old boy. Correct. So so you could probably make the case that Donald Trump obstructed justice. I mean, there there are so many places. Uh, although what's interesting is that everything where this happened happened in instances where the public already knew about this. We already know that Donald Trump can't open his mouth without lying. We already know that Donald Trump doesn't have the first clue as to how government works. And we already know that Donald Trump is not above doing anything sleazy or awful if it's in his own benefit. You are nodding in agreement. I want everybody to know that because... I am nodding in agreement, everyone. That is correct. Um, But that still doesn't necessarily mean that he ought to be impeached. And I don't think he should be impeached. And I will tell you why when we get back from our break. Okay, so about Trump, when are we going to get into sports, too? We are going to get into sports after we give the final word on impeachment. Because everybody final listening word. to this, they want to know your wisdom. My wisdom. Your personal wisdom as to why Trump should or should not be impeached. Okay. 
All right. Okay. Are you excited? I'm very excited. Do you think Trump should or should not be impeached? Well, what you said to me, I don't think he should because there's like no clear illegal thing he's well, done. Well, I just told you that he obstructed justice. Yeah, but like there's ways. nothing like horrible because I know like Bill Clinton got impeached for like lying under oath. Right. But he hasn't done anything close to that kind of. Oh, I think he's done a number of things that are close to that. Uh, I don't know that. I mean, the issue isn't necessarily that he's lied under oath. The issue is that he's obstructed justice. Clinton was impeached for both of those things. Uh, do, do you understand the difference between the two? Yes. All right. That's good. I won't press you on this. Okay. All right. I will just assume, as you say yes, that I will ask no follow-up questions. Okay. Uh, the, the problem with impeaching Donald Trump is not that he doesn't deserve it. I think he does. Not that he isn't unfit for the office he holds. I think he is. Uh, I think Donald Trump is a disgrace to the country. I think that the the stain that he is leaving on the country, to some degree, will be indelible. And what he has done to the Republican Party is irreparable. I think he has completely destroyed the Republican Party uh, for generations to come. Uh, for generations? I think for generations. Well... The Republican Party has made it very clear that they stand for nothing. They stand for nothing. When I was a Republican, Republicans were in favor of things like free trade. They were in favor of things like fiscal responsibility. So Republicans are just in the middle now and be like, eh, who cares? No, what Republicans are is we're just going to back whoever can win. Oh, doesn't matter what they stand for. We're just going to be. We're just going to back whoever can win, and Donald Trump could win. And so the fact that Donald Trump stands for positions that are completely at odds with the Republican Party I grew up in doesn't matter to anybody at this point. It's just okay. Well, he won, so we're all Republicans. We're all Trumpers now, and I'm not a Trumper now. That's why I left the Republican Party for the UUP. For the UUP, the United Utah Party, which is holding its convention May fourth. I'm putting a little plug in for that. Anybody listening to this, please come to the United Utah Party Convention, May 4th at Mount Jordan Middle School in Sandy, Utah. It's oh, our Mount th- Jordan? You got a problem with Mount Jordan? Uh, Are they your rivals at Eastmont Middle School? Nah, but like Mount Jordan, get, they give like all the budget because Mount Jordan's like a lot nicer school than Eastmont. Like, have you seen it? I have. It's have very nice. Have you seen the difference? Yeah, it used to be quite the dumpy school and they really kind of improved it. Yeah. So, Makes me jealous. So, see, you're stepping into a political discussion there, James. Uh, good. Pounding the table. I think they may have heard you pound the table. So yeah, that's good. Did. Well done. So, um, what, was, what were we talking about? UUP. The UUP. No, no, we were talking about what what Donald Trump has done. Oh, that's yeah. terrible. I mean, you say he hasn't done things that were as bad as Clinton. I think he's done things that are at least as bad as Clinton, if not worse. But here's why I don't think he should be impeached. Why? Because impeachment is a political process and not a legal one. Talked about that a number of times with Abby on this podcast. Uh, but do you understand what that means? So, like, if it's political... Get in close so that people it, can hear you. If it's a political and not, like, a legal one, if he's, like, not done anything super obstruct for the party, I don't think I'm doing this right. <laughs> <laughs> I could see you trying to bring the sentence in for a landing. It was good. It was good. No, a, a political decision uh, has its basis in popularity, not in the law. Oh, popularity. Is so we're going back to like high school and middle school again with that's popularity ex- contests? That's exactly what we're doing. Uh, for instance, if this were a legal decision, if you go to a court of law, uh, there is a legal procedure where the jury is selected that's impartial 
and there is a process, there are things, and, and there is a legal standard to which a defendant is held. Right? It's an objective legal standard. Oh, so doesn't like the House like say he's right. guilty and then the Senate decides if he is? So the House impeaches and the Senate convicts. Yeah. That's correct. So like because the House is mostly Republicans, like you say, he's no, not going to... At this point, the House has actually gone to the Democrats. Is you, it the, you missed this last election. Is it the Senate that's the Republicans? The Senate... There, there are 53 Republicans in the Senate. So even if the House says he should be impeached, it's like a popularity contest, and the Republicans won't impeach him? That is correct, sir. You have nailed it. You understand politics brilliantly. You got it. Brilliantly. Brilliantly. No, that's exactly right. Well, and the thing is, he can be impeached by a simple majority in the House, right? Yes. Yeah, so. 50% of, of the House votes to impeach him. Democrats make up more than 50%. If all the Democrats and no Republicans vote to impeach Trump, he'll be impeached. Yeah, but then the re- Senate won't impeach him. Like, they well, won't the convict him. the Senate won't him. convict him. Yeah. And the Senate, I, I had a friend, I put that out, and he says, you know, there's more to impeachment than just the convicting part, the removing from office part. You seem to be hung up on that part. <laughs> And what, I said, well, what's, what's the difference? You're impeached. I, I think you're guilty. Okay, I'm going to just stay here then. I'm not going to do anything. Right. I said, yeah, that's the part I'm hung up on because that's the only part that matters. Yeah. If you can't remove him from office, there is no point in impeaching him. And to remove a president from office, you need to have 67 votes. You need oh. to have two-thirds. So, so even if all, all the, the Republicans vote for him, I mean... Am I getting? Yeah. yeah, yeah, you're getting it right. I think. And zero Democrats vote for him, or not? Zero what did you call them? <laughs> Democrats. Democrats. <laughs> zero Democrats vote for him. My voice cracked. That's good. Democrats. Your voice is your voice is deeper than mine. It is. Yes, you have a very manly voice. Manly. Manly and rugged. But like, if zero Democrats vote for him, even though the Senate, I mean, the Republicans have the majority, they still, I mean. I'm getting this wrong, aren't I? Well, you're getting a, well. We I'm getting back, mixed up. When we come back from our break, we will have taken some time to unmix you up, and we will get this. We'll bring this in for a landing. Okay. Are you excited? Okay, I'm very excited. All right, hold on. You're not doing bad. He asked, "Am I doing bad? Do you think you're doing bad?" I, I keep messing up. No, this. <laughs> Well, so you, you were just getting Republicans and Democrats reversed. Okay. Right? So yeah. if every Democrat votes to convict Donald Trump in the Senate, and that's 47 votes. And then You need 67 votes. So they need 20 Republicans they to vote They need 20 Republicans. Now, I think you could probably get a handful of them. Like maybe 15? Maybe 10? Maybe four. Oh, four? Yeah. I think maybe Mitt Romney. Mitt Romney said things that he was sickened by the president. And the Republicans are furious at him for that, but I really applaud our Senator Mitt Romney for taking a stand. It's principled. Uh, I think there are two female senators who are considered moderate, Susan Collins of Maine, Lisa Murkowski of Alaska. I think they're gettable. I don't think that they're... Alaska and Maine. Alaska and Maine. Why is that? You think that's cool? Just because they're, you know, polar opposites of the geography there? No, it's just funny because those both are kind of small population areas, aren't they? Uh, they are. Well, Maine, not as much as Alaska, but Alaska is the biggest state with the least population. So, but that's a whole other, whole other dealie. And I think dealie. maybe Rand Paul 
uh, could be convinced to vote to convict Who Donald is Trump. Rand Paul? Rand Paul is the son of Ron Paul. Who is Ron Paul? Let's Ron, just keep going up the mind. generations. That's right. No, Ron Paul ran for president as a libertarian. Then he ran for president as a Republican. Uh, his son, they're both doctors. His son is a senator from Kentucky and is considered a libertarian and I think has been critical enough of Trump that I'm not saying they absolutely would vote, but I think those are the only four senators I can think of who would even consider voting. Consider. To, to, to convict Donald Trump. So... So what you have is a process, an impeachment process, where you can impeach somebody for anything, and you can uh, choose not to remove from office for any reason. Have you ever gotten those like ads on your like YouTube or something where it says, "Write the like." Get this, your signature, so we can impeach Trump. He has done so many crimes. And then I get bugged because it's just an ad and I don't care. I have gotten those ads. They're annoying. They are annoying. Uh, The thing is, you can impeach him whether or not he's actually committed a crime. If they decide they want to impeach him because his hair is stupid. (laughs) And his hair is stupid. I don't think that we've ever had a president with more impeachable hair than Donald Trump. Wouldn't you agree? I do agree. Okay. Thank you. Also impeachable. What was I about to say? I just lost my train of thought. Never mind. That's all right. (laughs) So you could impeach him for that if you wanted to. Also, Donald Trump famously said during the campaign that if you make America great again, he did say that a number of times, but he also said that he could shoot somebody on fifth Avenue and he wouldn't lose any voters. He said, "Yeah, he did. I can go murder someone else, still win." The, and he's right to some degree. His voters, you know, every time something terrible would happen, when Donald Trump would do something awful, uh, so many people, including me, would look at that and go, "Well, it's over." I mean, Donald Trump has just stepped in it. There's no possible way he can recover from this, and he always would. His voters were like, "I don't care. Doesn't matter." And you look at the Senate, and it's. The, the Senate, you have at least 15 people in the Senate. You can go ahead and check your phone. No, you it just went oh, off. Okay, that's fine. You have at least 15 people in the Senate who will vote for him no matter what, who, who will support him no matter what. 15. At least. At least. So, Man, you, those are some suck-ups for Trump. Well, that's what the Republican Party has become, suck-ups for Trump. I think that's a very apt description of the Republican Party at this point. So you have all of these people who are more than willing to give Trump the latitude to do whatever he wants. And so if you go through this impeachment process, you will lose. You will not remove Trump from office. But what you will do is galvanize. Do you know what that word means? I do not. Uh, Well, I don't want to define it. (laughs) You You will motivate all of these people who support Donald Trump to rally around him. And that's kind of exactly what happened in 1998 when we tried to impeach Bill Clinton. His approval rating went through the roof. 1998. You, you said 98, not 88. No, 1998 was when Bill Clinton was impeached. And he was not convicted in the Senate. Have we ever had a convicted president? No. The president, there have been two impeachments and there's been one resignation. Richard Nixon resigned before he was going to be Because impeached. he would be the first convicted. He would have been convicted. And what's interesting about that story, you probably don't know this. That your, your f- dad was 
My dad was probably, he was in his early Was accused of being deep throat. Yes, he was. He was not deep throat, but he was accused of being deep throat. No, my grandfather, your great-grandfather, Wallace Bennett, Ah. was elected to the Senate in 1950, the same year that Richard Nixon was elected to the Senate. They were very close friends. And then my grandfather's 75th birthday, Richard Nixon walked in and sat down at the piano and played Happy Birthday. When I was three years old, Grandpa had his 50th wedding anniversary, and they held it in in the Russell Senate office building. And I was invited to sing James, James, Morrison, Morrison, Weather, Weather George, George Dupree. Dupree took, took a gay mother, mother when he was only three. three. Right. Which I taught you when you were three years old. Yeah, and I failed tremendously in that video. And it's very funny. It's very funny. <laughs> you were delightful. But they thought it was really cute that a three-year-old could sing that song. And I can remember standing up. And that room was the biggest room I had ever seen. It was just the ceilings were 500 feet tall. And it was this massive cavern that went on forever. And I burst into tears. One of my very earliest memories was choking on stage and not singing that song. And when I was a Senate intern, years later, I went back and found that room. It really wasn't that big. <laughs> it was, you know, as a, as a 20-something-year-old man... It seemed a lot uh, lot smaller than when I was a three-year-old kid. The biggest room I've been in is probably like maybe Jordan's Auditorium. No, not that. Maybe. Never mind. Never mind. I thought I was going to say Jordan's Auditorium, but then I realized that's probably wrong. That's probably wrong. But the, sto- the reason why this story is interesting is that Nixon was counting the votes of Republicans he could rely on. and Was it like five? It ended up being four. At the end. I was close. You were close. Because at the end, there were only four Republicans who were willing to stand with him. The evidence against him was so overwhelming. It's like Trump having four against him. One of those four Republicans who was not willing to remove Richard Nixon from office. Warren Hatch. Oh, your grandpa. Wallace Bennett. My grandpa. Wallace Bennett. My great-grandpa. But Wallace Bennett took those four, led a delegation, took those four senators over to the White House and said to Richard Nixon, you need to resign. Uh, it, was, it was your great-grandfather who told him, you need to resign because it's going to destroy the country if we go through an impeachment process, and your support has collapsed, and they've sent us over. The- so he wasn't willing to convict him, but he knew he was guilty. Uh, well, it's a little more complicated than that, but I, I don't want to leave that hanging out as what it is. I, I've actually read... He wrote up a number of things about why he wouldn't have been willing to convict him, and they sound very, very much like the Democrats who were defending Bill Clinton. They were saying this is he would say things like, this doesn't rise to the level of an impeachable offense. This just isn't enough to go with this drastic step. He would say, yeah, he was guilty, but it wasn't enough to remove him from office. But what he also said was, uh, Richard Nixon, I'm your friend, and so they've asked me to tell you this. But if you drag this country through impeachment that you are going to lose, it's going to do a tremendous amount of damage, and you need to resign. And so with that, Richard Nixon resigned. And then did and his peace signs. Did, did his, yeah, his V for victory signs is what those were. And when he stepped onto the helicopter. It wasn't like w- w- Winston Churchill where that, well, he did. Well, yeah, Winston Churchill, that's V for victory. That's no, not peace. No, Churchill did the other way around. No, 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 no. No, we don't want to get into that. Anyway, um, so he would have been the first to be removed from office. The only other time impeachment happened other than Nixon and Clinton was... was like the ninth president? 
13th? Actually, the 17th. How's that? I know that because... One after Abraham, Abraham Lincoln. Lincoln. So he went from one of the best presidents to one of the worst? Correct. Andrew Johnson was his name. And Andrew Johnson was um, tremendously unpopular, really botched the reconstruction of the South after the Civil War, and was brought up on impeachment. And he held on to office by one vote. If one other senator had turned, he would have been removed from office. But there's a lot more to that. Okay. So, anyway, sports. Sports. Okay, let's get into sports. All right, so so my my point is it will damage the country. If Trump does get impeached. If Trump is impeached, all it will do is make his supporters angry and drag the country through the mud and do absolutely nothing to actually remove Donald Trump and probably increase his chances of re-election. And and the Democrats who are running for president are completely divided on that. Half of them say, yeah, that's right. Half of them say, no, that's wrong. And it's going to be very interesting. So he won't get impeached, convicted. So sports. Let's talk about sports. The one thing you told me about Donald Trump was fascinating. You know about his sports the USFL? The USFL. Can yes. you talk a little bit about that? Yes. Um, I think the USFL was kind of cool when I saw it. It's like this kind of cool little retro football league. And retro? Why is it retro? Because they – It was never mind, not retro. I, that was the wrong word to use. <laughs> okay, go ahead. But, like, now we're allowed to celebrate when scoring touchdowns and stuff. But that, back then in the 90s, that was flagged if you celebrated – and one of the big USFL things they said was, we can celebrate. That was one of their big things. Oh, so they had big celebrations in the end zone. No, they spiked the ball sometimes. Oh, okay. And, like, cheered and did not even close to as good celebrations as this season. Oh, okay. But, like, that was one big thing. But, like, the USFL was actually a cool football league. There's been a ton of football expansion leagues like WFL, AAF, XFL, and they all sucked. They, <laughs> the USFL is the only one who's actually had a chance to succeed. AAF this season didn't even make through a full season, went bankrupt. Okay, so in what the does middle. this have to do with Donald Trump? So Donald Trump was one of the GMs of the USFL teams, and he was kind of a big part of the USFL. Is and the USFL was succeeding. They were doing good. And they they were alive for three seasons, I think. Right. And um, the first two were good. They were doing great. And Trump thought, you know what? We should go compete with the NFL in the fall. And the big thing about the USFL was it was football away from the NFL. So Out, out of season. Yeah. A different season. Yeah, so spring And Trump time. decided we needed to go head-to-head with the NFL. Yeah, we need to compete with them and show we're better. So they went to try to do that, and they survived one season after that. And it was horrible, and they collapsed after that. It was just not the smartest move to do because they were succeeding, but Trump really pushed for them to compete against the NFL. And so that was bad. It was very bad. See, you knew something that I didn't have any idea about. Okay, we're almost out of time. When we come back, we're going to go over some Trump football tweets. Woo!
All right, some Donald Trump sports tweets on football and on October 12th, 2014. Are NFL games getting boring, or is it just my magnificent imagination? Magnificent mag- imagination. In any event, I'm just not watching them much anymore. Um, he also calls Deflate Gate. Remember Deflate Gate? I do. Uh, see, that's political. Deflate Gate is like Watergate. Yeah, but sports. Anyway, he uh, says. Uh, there's no evidence against Except Tom Brady. There is. Right. They had flat footballs. It was very clear. Uh, he likes baseball a whole lot more than you do. He tweets an awful lot more about baseball than anything else. He thinks Pete Rose should be in the Hall of Fame. Who's Pete Rose? Oh, my God. You don't know who Pete Rose is? <laughs> he's he's probably... The all-time hit leader in... Oh, he's probably one of the people who used steroids to succeed. No, he didn't use steroids. He gambled. He cheated. Oh. Uh, anyway... Um, let's see what other things the Broncos blew the 2012 divisional round game against the Ravens that is true all right so you and Donald Trump are in agreement uh, Muslims don't play sports <laughs> Obama has said in his speech that Muslims are our sports heroes what sport is he talking about and who is Obama profiling question when did Obama say Muslims were our sports heroes I don't know I don't and... have any idea uh, Kevin Euclid is a good replacement for Alex Rodriguez that is not true. I know who Alex Rodriguez is, and uh, he plays baseball. So. Right. A lot of baseball, a lot of A-Rod. Um, but, you know, looking at this, uh, he, oh, oh yeah, the president should not be telling the Washington Redskins to change their name. Our country has far bigger problems. Focus on them, not nonsense. Uh, a little Except hypocritical you, right there. Uh, government is shut down, yet Obama is now harassing the privately owned Redskins to change its name. He needs to focus on his job. Well, he's being kind of dumb right there because he says, let's focus not on political stuff, not nonsense. And, when, and he focuses completely on nonsense. And also the Washington Redskins name is pretty racist, so they kind of should change it. I would agree with you there. I would agree with you there. So, all right, so you provided some very valuable insight, Jamie. I Thank think we you. need to bring you back and uh, you just need to go and, you know, graduate from middle school, see what happens. What do you think? Graduate from middle school. That's culminate. Is that what they call it now? Culminate. Your your culmination ceremony. It's called you move on to high school. You have no ceremony celebrating you end middle school. Well, we may have you back when you are a high schooler. Are you excited? Yes. All right, sir. Well, until then, if you're listening to this on the radio, please go to the KSL Podcast Center or to iTunes and subscribe to our podcast. Subscribe. In the meantime, this is Jim Bennett. And this is Jamie Bennett. And we will see you next time on Dinner Table Politics. Woo!